0: This is Ed McMahon. And now he is Armstrong and Getty.
1: Live from the Studio C. Brand new week. We're deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, and we're kicking it off. Under the tutelage of our general manager. Mm, I don't know. Opioids? Yeah, that was a heck of a story on 60 Minutes last night. Yeah, I I didn't watch it. I read it in the Washington Post because I'm a man of letters. Gotcha. Um, only, a, yes. only an idiot would watch it on television. <laughs> Shocking stuff. God, I'd say. Well, it's what a lot of you have been texting and emailing us for years. It's the big companies. The big drug companies? Sure. Oh, that's what the 60 Minutes in the Washington Post story says. It's the big drug companies. They actually have managed to uh, to put a noose a- around the DEA. Well, they bought their Congress
0: toots. <laughs> I just made that one up. Congress people are prostitutes is my point. But they bought them off and, and passed inexcusable laws and they rolled back
1: regulations. And so they could sell as many as they wanted all the time, no matter how crazy it was. Yeah, we'll have to talk more about that later. I wonder if that um, revelation on 60 Minutes will change anything. Sometimes it does. 60 Minutes has been known to have a story, and then that week Congress is doing something to correct it now that everybody's caught on to their deal. Right. Cue the Congress people to run around acting outraged.
0: This is shocking, this revelation.
1: (laughs) This is pretty amazing. By the way, since we're talking about sixty minutes, did you stick around for the next story about the guy who robbed banks when he was a drunk nineteen-year-old and then became a lawyer in prison? That was a pretty interesting story. Wow! <laughs> He's in a bar, drunk with his friend. He says, "You, you, we ought, we ought to rob some banks." And he says, instead of saying no idea. or let's have another beer, I, I said okay, and then we did. <laughs> Wow. He's a, He teaches law at Georgetown University now. But. Wow, good for him. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's funny. <nice>. He's turned <laughs> his life around. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad and get this whole shoot-nanny started, uh, hoot-nanny. Um, there's our board operator,
2: Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling leaders. How you this morning, Michael? Hey, I'm doing good. Over the weekend, I, I got so mad at myself. I, I sat down. I thought I'd see Wonder Woman, you know, so I rent it and pay-per-view and everything. I, I didn't get out to the theaters to see it, so I'm enjoying it about an hour in, and then all of a sudden... I wake up and the credits are rolling. Oh no. <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> really? Oh, boy. Yeah. So I'm about an hour in the story's just getting established. Hey, this is good and everything like that and <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I know, I look up, and the credits are rolling wow. on the screen. And I'm Do like, authorities believe alcohol was involved? No, I just fell asleep. I've, oh, never, oh I've never
1: heard of anybody doing that that wasn't inebriated. <laughs> right.
2: You're just that tired? I was just tired. The problem was I started a movie too late, and I was too tired, I guess. And I felt... I was so mad at myself. It was like... <laughs> Everybody saw this movie. everybody's loved it, and then I I got left out.
1: You know, you're either like a child or an old person at this point. I don't wow! Know which. Wow! So
2: I can't say what I was about to say, which
0: may or may not have anything to do with the fact that at this point, my wife couldn't watch like her own biography on TV without falling asleep forty five oh, really? minutes into it. Yeah, we'll watch a movie or something. I'll notice she's asleep. I'll think, what the hell? Well, I keep watching. She wakes up half an hour later. I say, uh oh, man, you you well rested now? I wasn't asleep. So I, I, just, you know, I just I nodded off for a second. Yeah. No you didn't. you were asleep for like half an hour. I've been watching
2: you. And when you rent these things you got a forty eight hour window, so I gotta hurry and watch it by eight PM tonight. Right, Otherwise I gotta right. pay another five ninety nine. Yeah. So
1: there is positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well. Had
3: a uh had a friend who was in a bit of a pickle over the weekend. They uh They needed some bartending assistance. They were doing a a bit of a get-together, a shindig. Their original guy kind of bailed out. So I, uh, I stepped in. I had some bartending experience in the past, but I really got to do one of my favorite things, which is anytime somebody orders just the most basic of a drink, hey, I'll take a Jack and Coke. You whip it up, and then you name a place and a piece of lawn equipment, and you say, hey, all right, one one Tallahassee weed whacker for you, <laughs> and you just give it to them. So they all take a so, vodka tonic. Uh, a place and a piece of lawn equipment. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's a Colorado rock hammer. And there you go. There you go. What do you want, a shot? Of, just a shot of
1: something? An uh, Alabama snow plow.
3: There you go.
4: There
1: you go. Wow, thanks. That bartender was great. I bet you were a very fun bartender back in the day. I had a lot of fun bartending. Yeah. How,
3: how long did you manage? And the uh, the smooth wood of the bar? Uh, total time probably less than, eh, probably right around two years total yeah. time from a okay. uh, yeah. combination of different places.
1: That's, that's enough to have a lot of good stories about being a bartender.
3: <laughs> yes, yes. And then there was also a small handful of like, catering, doing bartending at weddings and things like can that. Can you that
1: identify a drunk pretty well, having been a bartender?
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You oh, can, yeah, oh, yeah. You, and then, <laughs> How yeah. about a skank? The other, <laughs> can you identify a skank? A skank. That one's slightly easier. Um, the One of my favorite things that you see, uh, especially, like, kind of the gatherings and stuff I have, is that um, it's only, like, 30, 45 minutes. People come, out oh, just give me one one more gentleman, Jack and Coke. Uh, okay, I'm going to see you, like, four more times, dude. No? <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you kidding <laughs> Yeah. We're, yeah. we're at a private party. You don't yeah, got to well. fool anybody. Yeah, you're <laughs> trying
1: to hold on to your dignity. I've been there.
3: There is Marshall
1: Phillips, who uh, does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm
5: doing very well. Got together with my cousin over the weekend, had some beer can chicken and mashed potatoes. That was great fun. You know, the old wazoo chicken where, uh, you know, you kind of uh, have the beer can or the uh, coutrement and uh, you push the... Uh, chicken down on, do it, and fill it up with uh, red it's wine. it's if you will. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hence the name. <laughs> yes.
1: Insert the can. Insert the can. It and, screams. And uh, we... Uh, <laughs>
5: We used uh, red wine while we were drinking uh, other um, beverages had the uh, Cubs Dodgers game on uh, the uh, first go around uh, with them Fantastic No yeah, it was it was a good time and a uh, couple of people got a uh, little bit more drunk than they should there were some uh, verbal I don't uh, even know what that
1: means <laughs> There's some more uh, drunk than you should according how to How drunk should I get <laughs>
5: According to who Sounds yeah. like judging <laughs> You <Yeah. Once laughs> set the bar I'll get there Yeah, there was uh, there were some verbal altercations Oh no Oh, yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. So, that was a ball. That was yeah. a strike. <laughs> uh, are you and your cousin
2: speaking? Uh,
5: no, no. My cousin and I are fine. It was oh. some
1: of the guests that were there. Uh, they uh, got a bit uh, out of hand. Got into some arguments. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask yeah. you to leave. On what yeah. topic matter? Uh,
5: yeah, there was some politics thrown in gotcha. and uh, some uh, references made about uh, someone's wife and mother. And uh, you wow, know, it, was, oh,
1: it, it got it got weird. Wow. Your, your... <laughs> mother shots. <laughs> yeah, did anybody uh, did anybody have to leave? Did anybody leave yeah. early? Yeah, one one person did leave. Uh, well, quite then that'll early. that'll end the fight. Just usually. stormed out. And yeah, that okay. was it. There you go. Wow. There you go. So he stormed out. That's a good party. Yeah. Somebody we, storms out. We
5: figured we'd get an apologetic phone call Sunday, but
3: no one called. <laughs> Too many Delaware backhoes. <laughs>
1: I'm Jack Armstrong. Uh, He's Joe Getty on this Monday, October the 16th, the year 2017. We Armstrong and Getty approved of this program. All right, let's lube whatever you're
0: doing this morning precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark.
3: Let's face it, the Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> and they're up by 14 points.
1: Sorry, I made a reference earlier before. I to be a little flip about uh, somebody obviously very much. In the news all over the country, and it was not meant in that manner. So, uh, my apologies. (laughs) And, uh... We'll just leave it at that.
4: Wow. The wow. lighter side of rape. Al get Michaels
1: out. on Sunday Night Football. You can get all gloomy and down and negative about rape, or you can have a joke or two. So are you against the, making the joke? I'm fine I, with the joke.
0: I found it completely outrageous. So who, and it, no, I didn't mind it at all. Who just...
1: got to him between the joke and his apology and told him he needed to apologize, I wonder? Social Some... media went wild, I'm sure. And... God, who's big enough to tell Al Michaels he's got to apologize for something he said? Keep in mind. NBC, uh, yeah. They Remember, did. they were the yeah. ones that have always kind of been brushing
3: aside. Although they did take a lot of swings at him in uh, Saturday Night Live this weekend. Fake news. A little late.
1: But. Yeah, James Corden did an event over the weekend and made jokes about it, yeah. and they were pretty funny jokes. But then one of the rape victims came out yesterday and said it was shameful, and disgusting. So I don't know if he's going to the apologize. Jokes were? That it, anybody would joke about it. Oh my. Okay, I think
0: America's officially now crossed some sort of line into we are now as a country an
1: angry old woman. We'll hit you with James Corden's jokes later and let you know or let you decide whether or not you think they're funny. You make the call. What's coming up on your news, Marshall Phillips? Well,
2: we
5: are seeing the firefighters getting a break in the battle against those deadly wildfires in Northern California. You got your former White House advisor, Steve Bannon, declaring this the season of war against establishment Republicans and the Oscars toss Harvey amidst more rape and abuse allegations. Stories coming up 635 Armstrong and Gibbs.
1: Does anybody think when they hear Al Michaels make that joke on Sunday night... Football at oh he's he doesn't he doesn't care about rape does anybody think that it's a little edgy in these politically correct times oh well, it's edgy and edgy usually doesn't work in the world of sports right how does mailbag appear oh it's fine we have some amusing uh, and thought provoking shower thoughts among other things fantastic and that uh, that opioid story that the Washington Post in sixty Minutes did that uh, hopefully will be a game changer in this whole thing because everybody's aware of what's going on now in the worst drug crisis in U S history. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I believe Al Michaels makes a Weinstein joke during Sunday Night Football. That is getting out there and being edgy, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. For it's... America's number one rated <laughs> program, and, you know, they usually try to avoid anything. And he, probably a good idea. Well, if he was looking for a metaphor involving someone who'd had a poor week, he,
3: he found a good one. But yes, <laughs> given the subject matter, Jack, a little rough. I am I, I look at it from the perspective, of I don't think he can be publicly called a rapist enough. But I also know that my opinion isn't the only one that matters. And yeah, every I, time I see that, I'm like, good, it, fine, yes, yeah, call him a rapist as much as we possibly that's can.
1: That's what I kind of thought of. Because there's 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 leaving it out or making a joke. I'd rather make the joke.
4: Just
1: right. remind everyone. Well, I'd
0: like to remind everyone that he made that joke and everybody's still fine. Faked outrage. The, America's lust and addiction to outrage is, is, is raging,
1: as is, is hot as ever. I also don't understand the issue of giving money back to despicable people. It seems to me like keeping their money and spending it seems like yes. a better thing to do. Well, some How of the politicians giving their money back a punishment.
0: Well, right. <laughs> some of the politicians are giving it to uh, women's shelters or okay, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, it's, and I like that idea.
1: But giving it back seems wrong. So now Terrible he's idea. more wealthy. What? Who, who got punished here? Mailbag. So uh,
0: we're going to post uh, a couple of websites. Where, if you are feeling generosity, you're feeling compassion, you'd like to help out the fire victims of Northern California. Uh, what sort of resources they need? What sort of people they need? What's going on? Uh, we ha- will have those links up in a couple of minutes. Thank you very much, Bryce, for spending the- for sending that along. Rather, uh, Bryce appears to be running some sort of uh, hipster uh, uh, tech thing, according to his sign-off. So, uh, very nice of you to take the time, sir. Thank you. Here are your weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. When you finish your food just because you feel bad for throwing it away, you become a substitute trash can.
1: Yeah. Wow, wait a minute. Hold on now. Back up. That's kind of a good thought. We've talked about that a lot over the years. It's the oddest, least self-serving impulse a human can have. Yeah. But it's a waste of food if I don't eat it. Yeah. That is so crazy. It makes no sense.
0: Yeah, we uh, had friends over. We had way too much food over the weekend. I'm trying to figure out: freeze it? You give it away? Throw it to the birds? I don't know. It's just, and then I'm thinking, I gotta eat it. I gotta eat it. But
1: that's just that's just dumb. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
0: I mean, waste is terrible. We should waste not want not Jack. It's what the good book says, or Poor Richard's Almanac, or Mark Twain, or somebody. Um, but you don't, you shouldn't put it in you. <laughs> How is me
1: being fatter not wasting it? R- right. Right, yeah, I'm 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 with you a hundred percent. I don't live that I just, but intellectually, I don't understand. If my if my wife's made a homemade apple pie, there's not a chance in hell I'm throwing away that last piece. I know. You kidding me?
0: Because I would waste it. So instead, you become a substitute trash can. I do like that thought. Though. I get fatter. I hasten an early death. Right. I mean, what what is the upside? Who wins here? <laughs> probiotic sounds a lot better than bacteria infested. Mm. (laughs) True enough. All right, this one, this one's heavy. I need you to get ready for heavy. You know, uh, bend to the knees, keep the load close to your back. Having fewer problems in life makes smaller problems bigger problems to you. Think about it. Say it again. Having fewer problems in life makes your smaller problems bigger problems to you. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I think human beings, we've observed this, have a, a capacity for either complaining or being unhappy or whatever that is always filled. and Sometimes it's overfilled, you know, if you're truly beleaguered. A lot of you, you know, dealing with some heavy stuff. God bless you. But, yeah, I think we're always going to be this, like, annoyed at life. And if we have no problems to fill that space, we inflate the ones we do. Oh,
1: yeah. I think that's why rich people spend so much time concerned about, should we have you know, a darker brown this or a lighter brown that? I'd go with the lighter brown. You have to have something you're concerned about. Right. Whereas if you've got real problems, you can't possibly imagine giving a crap about that. Right, right. And you don't. And you don't. Right. Uh,
0: it's as if it, you, you somehow magically remove any of its weight. By having bigger problems, mm-hmm. which not necessarily a good thing, but without the laugh track, everybody loves Raymond is a depressing TV show of family emotional abuse.
3: <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, no bra, no kidding. There are dedicated YouTube channels that various shows they go go and remove the laugh track from it. Yeah, and it's amazing just how horrible writing is on a lot of them. <laughs> wow, yeah, the most it. the most famous one is Big Bang Theory, but I, I can imagine on any sort of sitcom that relies on a laugh track it just sounds odd wow yeah that'd be fun to watch one of the most
0: bittersweet feelings has to be when you realize how much you're going to miss a moment while you're still living it yeah yeah tell me about it anybody who's raised kids knows that um if and finally this if you're going to be good at anything be good at lying because if you're good at lying you're good at everything (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one yeah You know, I haven't been uh, jealous of many people's lives, and I'm blessed. I try to be grateful, blah, blah, blah. But that Frank Abagnale guy, the catch-me-if-you-can guy who pretended to be an airline pilot, pretended to be a surgeon, pretended to... I mean, I I would find it incredibly nerve-wracking, but I was always envious of that guy. He's probably mentally ill, honestly, on one level or another, but we interviewed him once or twice. Did we? Yeah, he was an interesting guy. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, this is uh, anybody? Uh, can I get name in of this? Ron writes. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Ran. After Google and others became active culling out uh, Ruski disinformation, spam, anti-U.S. postings, etc., last couple of weeks, my spam file has dropped at least seventy-five
1: percent. Interesting. I haven't checked mine.
0: I haven't paid attention to that either. He says busy fingers in the Kremlin basement. I don't know. That's why I said, can I get name in? I haven't noticed. Have not noticed. Uh, interesting observation. If you have, please drop us a line. You can email us, ArmstrongandGiddy at yahoo.com. Giddy at yahoo.com. Or text us anytime, 415 295 KFTC. You know, I could have played this audio, but it's a little long, blah, blah, blah. But Kristen sent this along. This is uh, Corey Feldman on The View. Had to be a decade ago, or close to it, because Barbara Walters was still on, in which he is. Talking about all the pedophilia in Hollywood, and Barbara Walters bizarrely keeps opposing him. You you can't say you are shaming an entire industry that you can't make these claims. It's very weird, very weird.
1: Cory Feldman, and he was
0: like, "I'm not trying to ruin an industry. I'm trying to tell you what's happening."
1: Famous child actor Corey Feldman, who and pedophile pedophilia victim, yeah. Rape mm, victim. That's interesting. Yeah,
0: very weird. She was standing up for her heavyweight friends. and You can't impute an entire industry, was her point. He's like, I was molested. Very odd.
1: I just came across a picture in the New York Post of a young Harvey Weinstein. Some woman has come out and uh, talked about being assaulted 40 years ago. So it goes way, way back. Wow. 40 years ago. Look at this picture, though, when he's younger, just a great big guy. He really looks like the kind of guy that corners women and makes them do things. Yeah, whatever that Doesn't means. Doesn't
3: Yeah. He yeah. looks like that kind of dude. Yeah. yeah, I saw one story where it was even back... Like, before he was a movie guy when he was just, like, a concert promoter doing stuff like this. So it wasn't even about the million...
1: It's just a... It's just ugh, what he is. It's just disgusting. He looks like Tony Soprano.
0: Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And it's, it's funny that the Academy made the great show of drumming him out now. I'd like to thank the Academy. Um, and I thought... He is one of many people who behave that way in Hollywood, and that's with like, well, not consenting in some occasions, but at least that's adults. There are known child molesters who are still members of the Academy and directing movies and working in Hollywood. Please, you drum out Harvey Weinstein because he's in the headlines and you got all these damn child molesters. I haven't
1: haven't heard anybody say... Um, where are the assistants that took these 19-year-old women to his hotel room?
3: Right. I Haven't heard anybody say that. They were knowing procurers of flesh and/or accessories to rape. Here's a uh, another piece of audio that came out over this weekend surface. This is from uh, some sort of red carpet pre-event thing, 2005. This is Courtney Love.
4: Do you have any advice for a young girl moving to Hollywood? Um, I'll get lively. Uh, Harvey Weinstein invites you to a private party and forces you to
0: If Harvey Weinstein invites you to a private party at the Four Seasons, don't go. Yep. And
3: what'd she say before that? I'll get libel if I say it. I'll get libeled if I say it.
1: Uh, So this we ever tell you our Courtney Love story? We'll have to tell you that sometime.
3: Oh,
0: it's charming. It was something. It is charming. It was
1: something. We had a run-in with Miss Courtney Love. Oh,
0: it's a memory I'll never forget. (laughs) (laughs) Nice note from Roy here, a little tidbit from history. It's kind of grim given the uh, fiery events of the recent past on the West Coast, and particularly the wine country, California. Uh, Well, Napa, Sonoma. There are many wine countries in California, and I've drained several of them. (laughs) But anyway, uh, World War II, the Japanese had a submarine stationed off the West Coast It had a small seaplane stashed to it, uh, strapped onto it or in it or something like that, with the wings off. They would surface at night, bolt the wings on, and some brave son of a gun would take off in this little seaplane and drop flares into the forests to try to set California on fire during World War II. Later, they tried it with balloons. You may remember that from uh, history class or whatever. Um, Then he... uh... Expresses uh, a hope that no other current uh, organizations that may or may not hate the United States get this idea. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah so I'll, how I'll does move Putin? On quickly.
1: How does Putin not see these fires and think, "Wow, doesn't take much to get a fire going." Well, I don't think Putin's taking active measures. Do you think? Like Why not? Why would Fires you? and violence. All you got to do is get a guy throw a burning rag out the window of a car driving down a highway somewhere to cause uh, billions of dollars of damage. Why wouldn't you do that?
0: Well, I, I, maybe because and they this get caught. It's an act of war. Exactly. Certainly. It doesn't necessarily make sense. But all the cyber stuff is well. This is this is an act of war. A cyber war. And I mean, what do we do? We retaliate. We send him a virus. We uh, unfriend him. What do we do? Uh, <laughs> but like a physical act of destruction in your country, everybody say, Ah, it's war." I, I just I think that's it. And finally, uh, and Michael, go ahead and, and 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 fire up the music if you'd like. Richard from Bakersfield points out that, and I missed this. Seth Meyers told his viewers, "Any of you who are Trump supporters don't watch anymore." And he gave the he flipped the bird to the camera, gave the middle finger to the camera. What? Yeah, I, I haven't heard this or seen it. I know. Richard said, "I'm not a Trump supporter, but I'm a supporter of the POTUS. I won't watch Seth anymore." I'm not going to give any time to someone who dislikes a person just because they have a different viewpoint. Well, you're going to not get along with anybody in America right now. You're supposed to hate people you disagree with, Richard. You're supposed to hate them.
1: We'll come up with the details on that. Also, speaking of wars, the Vietnam War, you remember that one? Ken Burns coming up at 7.04 to talk about his amazing documentary that I'm about halfway through. Mr. Burns. We'll be talking to him in a half an hour. Sector 7G. <laughs> exactly. Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. A Muslim comedic actor hosting Saturday Night Live with a funny mon- monologue to open the show. We got a joke or two from him coming up. It's it's uh, good edgy stuff. You don't hear those kind of jokes about the Quran and, and everything very often pretty hilarious i thought that's interesting yeah it was interesting so i'll have that for you among other things coming up ken burns documentary filmmaker oh talking about the vietnam doc uh at, at 704 which is fantastic if you haven't seen any of it let's get the news now with Marsha phillips well firefighters
5: are finally starting to get the upper hand in the deadliest wildfires in california history Winds died down yesterday, crews in Northern California now have two of the most destructive fires, more than 50% contained, the mayor of one of the most impacted cities now able to say. Finally, we here in the city of Santa Rosa feel like we can take a breath. Some people allowed to return home as mandatory evacuation orders have been lifted in some areas including the cities of Napa and Calistoga. You got 75,000 people still evacuated though. At least 40 people killed and more than 5,700 homes and other buildings destroyed. I, I, th-
0: I like many people, uh, were reading various harrowing accounts of those who survived and those right. who didn't, including the couple that hid in their pool. And there may have been more than one. Uh, but I thought, wow, that's great. Yeah, because you're safe from the fire and it's, you know, uh, it's fine. It's good. It's a good good idea. But then they read the account. There they are. The heat was so blistering coming off the trees in their house and all. Their faces and heads were getting burned as they're hypothermic in the water because it's so damn cold. Right. right. And uh, it's just a miserable, horrible, torturous series of hours they spent oh trying not to die.
1: God, and you would be thinking, I would be thinking, I'm either among the worst ways to die, I'm either going to be boiled, burnt, or drowned. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just awful. And that was their only option, their best
0: option.
5: Oof. The current opioid crisis has been called the worst drug epidemic in American history, with a death toll of around 200,000 over the last 20 years. Now a group of whistleblowers from the U.S. drug enforcement agencies telling the Washington Post and 60 Minutes, lawmakers and drug industry insiders have been turning a blind eye to the illicit distribution of pharmaceuticals for years now. Among them is Joe Ranazizi, a former deputy assistant administrator with the agency. He was talking with Bill Whitaker.
2: Right now, it's a season of war against a GOP establishment.
5: It was my opinion that this made the whole crack epidemic look like nothing. These weren't kids slinging crack on the corner. These were professionals who were doing it. They were just drug dealers in lab coats. He's claiming the latest distributors of pain pills in the country know much of their product is being turned around and sold on the street but they're ignoring this for financial benefit. And influential lawmakers who have received hundreds of thousands of dollars in contributions from drug companies helped pass a law making it more difficult for the DEA to go after suspicious drug shipments, setting a higher bar for taking action in such cases.
1: Under the argument that um, people who desperately need their pain medication can't get their pills because the DEA thinks something suspicious and holds a shipment. And you have grandma right. with her arthritis and can't get her pain medication. So we need to pass a law that makes it much more difficult for the DEA to investigate and seize this. Blah blah blah. When what they're doing is they're focusing on particular uh, counties, for instance, where they, you know, they might dole out nine million pain pills right. for a, for a county that has. 4,000 people. Obviously something hinky's going on. Right, you got some strip mall doctor in Florida who's cranking out a 100,000 pills a week and, and nobody
0: can do anything about it, which is just amazing. You know, the, the, the thing that struck me the most was that it's c- conservatively estimated that the death toll from the opioid epidemic is about triple the number of guys we lost in Vietnam, which is a horrific death toll. It's a horrific right. loss of life. And yet you can still bribe congressmen to turn a blind eye to that. So if you've ever been curious, uh, how how deep does their lack of humanity run?
1: How how greedy and soulless are these people? Well, you have your answer. Well, and the companies themselves, because right. when you're shipping right. millions of pills to one tiny county in Kentucky or Northern California or whatever, you know what's going on there. And you don't spend any time trying to figure out where they're going. Mm-hmm. The scandal swirling
5: around Harvey Weinstein just keeps on getting worse. Started when the New York Times published a bombshell report accusing him of sexual misconduct on October the 5th. In all, more than two dozen women have now accused him of misconduct, three have accused him of rape, and over the weekend he was officially tossed out of the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences. The uh, Academy... Saying this sends a message that the era of willful ignorance and shameful complicity in sexually predatory behavior and workplace harassment in our industry is over.
1: Well, I hope that's true.
0: Oh, I doubt it's a, it. That's it. a lofty sentiment, but yeah, there are plenty of rapists and harassers
1: and child molesters yep. left. Well, like I said earlier, until until somebody's screaming about where's the assistance that we're bringing these women up to the room, until somebody's screaming about that, they're not real serious, are they? I and mean, come on. No, uh, I, 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 well, somebody will make the argument. You know, those
0: assistants were victims in their own way. All right, they were forced into it by the evil, powerful
1: Harvey Weinstein. I think it's interesting. That his poor wife, uh, her fashion design company is going under. Nobody's buying the stuff, and everybody's quitting. And uh, really? I, I don't know why she's being blamed right. for this. Hmm. But I, apparently, among the uh, well-dressed set, wearing her design is just something you cannot do at this point. Wow. Wow. I wonder if she sues her ex-husband
5: for, you know, the, the damaging her business.
0: That'd be
1: awesome if she does and uh, can.
5: I love the idea. Yeah. That's wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice
1: of the West. I don't
0: know the gal. For all I know, she's a puppy kicker, but I'm, I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> she didn't have the, this coming.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, she certainly bailed on him with the kids immediately when that audio tape came out. Mm. Uh, funny humor on Saturday Night Live from a Muslim comedic actor that That's I weird. thought was pretty edgy.
0: Favorite kind of humor. The funny stuff. I thought it was
1: pretty hilarious. Uh, among other things. And then Ken Burns. We've talked to him before. Good dude. We'll talk to him about this documentary about the Vietnam War. What he learned, maybe. What do you want to ask him? I don't. I, are we getting Lynn Novick
0: too, who who worked on it? Or is it just Ken? Was, I'm curious because I got to, I've gotten to know her act and she's an amazing woman, but I don't I don't know I
1: I don't know what I'm going to ask him yet. Okay. Well, I'm going to. There's been some controversy. Here's what I'm going to open with: Vietnam War. That was something, wasn't it? Oh boy. That's what I'm going to say. That's good. That'll get us right in. And into the it. balls in his court. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Or I'm about to sell you something that doesn't do anything. Right. T- tired all the time? It might be uh, your, your smartphone, social media, that sort of stuff. Big article in USA Today today. It's kind of interesting. Or maybe
0: you're just lazy.
1: We're all exhausted. Social media is taking a toll on our bodies. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It is intriguing.
0: I spoke the very words last night uh, to my wife. I said, why am I doing this? This is a complete waste of time as I was going through <laughs> Twitter. I had originally started to look for, you know, people who post and yeah. send really interesting articles. And All the time. Perspectives and stuff like that. But no, I was starting to get into likes and, and replies and, and, you know, uh, looking for a little affirmation. Well, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? It's easy to get sucked into that. Yeah. Speaking of which, the question, have smartphones destroyed a generation? Uh, a scientist, a researcher talking about that.
1: Really, really
3: interesting stuff.
1: I think they have. Yeah. I look
3: forward to that. Yeah.
1: What's the name of this dude that was on Saturday Night Live hosting? Kumail
3: Nanjiani. He's I, a... Hey, uh, Verner. I hadn't caught his
1: act. He's from Pakistan.
3: Yes, yes. He's uh, probably most well-known from the, the show Silicon Valley. The Mike Judge, the guy who did uh, King of the Hill, Idiocracy. Oh, yeah, I that know guy. the dude you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he's, he's one of the coders on this kind of Silicon Valley-based show. He also, this year, released a movie kind of self-biographical about the first year of relationship with his now-wife when she was very ill and kind of his introducing himself to her family and blah 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 through that lens. so he grew up
1: in a muslim family he's uh, from pakistan and that's enough of a setting i think for his uh his opening monologue on saturday night live
4: i saw a guy be like um of course all muslims are sexist the quran says women can't drive Yeah, pretty sure the Qur'an never said that. Because if the Qur'an had said, women can't drive cars 1,400 years ago, I would be at the mosque right now. And so would all of you. Because that would mean the Qur'an predicted cars. If 1,400 years ago the Qur'an was like, someday there will be a metallic box that will carry you wherever you want, and it will have four wheels, and you'd have to put gasoline in it, and it'll have a little speedometer to tell you how fast you're going, and it'll have a Bluetooth connection, and women shouldn't drive it. I will be like, I know two things for sure. Islam is the only true religion, and women shouldn't drive. I am so glad you laughed at that, (laughs) because otherwise it sounds like I'm just giving a very divisive speech. (laughs) Islam is the only true religion. (laughs) Women shouldn't drive. (laughs) That will definitely be the quote on the Internet (laughs) tomorrow. That's funny. He
1: he was funny. He was talking about how tough it is to be a Sikh. You get attacked for being a Muslim, he says, and you're a Sikh, and you say, "Um, I'm against violence, but... If you're going to get violent, there's a Muslim right over there. I am oh, not boy. a Muslim. I'm against oh, that. It's wrong, but there's one right over there. Wow. Wow, that's <laughs> edgy. That's good. You just don't hear that kind of humor. So I thought that was... Right. Right, yeah. You
0: know, it's funny. One of the things I want to talk about today, I'm not sure we're going to get to it, is this? Uh, is the situation in Germany with all the refugees they, uh, they've had in the last couple of years and Uh, are continuing to take in, smaller numbers now, but uh, there's a great piece on a couple little German towns and what they're going through and the tension and and the rest of it. And it is so good and healthy to just say honestly, look, here's what we're dealing with. Here's why people are unhappy, as opposed to shouting, you know, you're a xenophobe or you're anti-immigrant or whatever, because the idea that that will, you know, just keep jamming the lid down on that boiling pot. And sooner or later, the steam will go away. It'll go somewhere. It's just stupid. And so, you know, I, I think it's good to make those jokes. and Because laughter
1: disarms people. You can actually discuss things. Ken Burns and his partner, Lynn Novick, who uh, put together the Vietnam documentary coming up next, which is pretty cool at 7.04. Fantastic. Um... No limb, no back. Okay. So now we're back to just Ken Burns. because what? Limbs? Sexism. That's exactly what I was about to say, because our executive producer doesn't believe women should have a role in these things. He gives thumbs them- <laughs> up. Did you read that in the Koran? <laughs> I know two things. <laughs> Islam's the one true religion, and women shouldn't drive. That is hilarious. Amen to that. We need more of that kind of humor. I got a list of people who shouldn't drive. You're you listening right? to the Armstrong and Getty Show.